liberty lockdown please scan your barcode your liberty ain't gone but yeah it's on hold where did it come from and where did it go it requires a fight not tweeting from your phone don't need a king get him off the fucking throne if you're riding with the thought you've always got a home the virus is scared of will come and it'll go the government knows this don't get treated like a hoe Welcome, everybody, to another live stream edition of Liberty Lockdown. I don't know what I'm doing because I'm a boomer. I apologize. I think we're now live on YouTube as well as Twitter, a.k.a. whatever, Periscope. We have Liberty Down Under here to school us up on what's happening in Australia. On Periscope, we already uh, recapped some of the gun laws and things like that, and we were just going to get into what are the people of Australia doing? Are they fighting back? is there i know that there are protests that are happening this week and i know that a protest organizer was just arrested and put in jail um i think or he's going to be put in jail something like that uh so can he's you already do- been arrested so he's, already, he's got eight okay. months behind bars eight, eight months behind bars for organizing a protest um does that strike you as an australian principle is this is this what you expected what is this Look, you'd think it wouldn't be, but I say that it's there's definitely like, considering the many people who support these policies, it doesn't surprise me. We've had two state elections since the lockdown started. In both elections, the state government during the lockdowns got voted in with a swing towards them in the in parliament. So people are actively supporting supporting these measures. In Sydney, a lot of people who on Twitter at least uh, wanted the government to lock down harder and sooner. Um, so there's, and people still want the lockdowns to be harsher. How, how are you managing to not <laughs> fall to to not fall for the propaganda? Because obviously, you know, people like myself, I would imagine you too have been following Tom Woods. We've got to see the graphs about whether masks work, things of that nature. Um, needless to say, I am not at all concerned about COVID. I've been living totally normally, and uh, I still am yet to get it, as far as I know. Uh, is it is it simply that the Australian people have have been fear mongered into wanting their liberty taken away, or what do you think it is? That's basically it. So all so a lot of island nations are going for COVID zero. So places like America and, and in Europe don't really care; they're happy to live with COVID. But in places like Australia and New Zealand as well, the government's trying to go for zero COVID whatsoever. So I know New Zealand lockdown when they had one case um, right. just early this week. So is there expectation that you're going to just have no no um, global business, no travel, no immigration, no vacation destination? Like, well, I, I don't even understand this logic. How are they even selling it to the Australian people? Is it just that, oh, once we're all vaccinated, we can go back to normal? Is, what is What is the belief here? When does this end? Uh, so they're saying that borders will fully reopen in 2024. That's when we'll get normal back. What the fuck? <laughs> that was back in April of this year, I think. Um, so they say it's, so it won't be fully reopened until 2024. At well, at least it was that was the plan in April. Uh, lockdowns were announced um, in August, with rumours to be going until October. That's almost been confirmed because we now know that the Sydney lockdown is going to the end of September. Um, there's currently, like, if you're in a hotspot, there's curfews in place from 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. You're allowed one hour of exercise outdoors every day. Uh, one guy got arrested for going out of his house in his car on his own to get some fresh air. The police were doing uh, the rounds, knocking on everyone's doors, and they noticed that he wasn't at home. So when he got home, they were waiting for him, and they uh, gave him a fine. So, our, I mean, I don't even understand... Like you just told me that you guys aren't going to get your quote unquote, you know, open borders, normal life back until 2024. How is it that the people there are accepting that? I mean, that's that's three and a half years from now. Or I mean, two and a half, I guess. I don't know if it's January 1st, 24, 24 or, or what. Um, how, how are they how are they coping with this? It seems like complete revolt inducing propaganda. So what I've been saying to people is it's basically like Australia, we like we haven't we haven't had, we haven't had to fight for our freedoms or anything like that. We got our independence in uh by voting in a to get like to accept the constitution, which then got sent to the UK 
and then our parliament accepted it. So we've got independence through that. We have not had any fighting on our borders. The most we've had is like Japanese planes bombing Darwin in 1942 and like submarines appearing in Japanese submarines appearing in uh, Sydney Harbour and, and whatnot. But we've never had a land threat to Australia. Um, yeah. Japan never had any, any intention of invading Australia in World War II. They were going to stop at the Indonesian islands in Papua New Guinea. They weren't going to come down here. So we were always safe. And if, even if they did, like they wouldn't be able to get through middle of Australia with the um, manpower that they like, had. They were too busy fighting in Asia to, you know, commit strongly to fighting through Australia, which is the sixth biggest country in the world. So, you know, that was never an intention there. So we've never had any actual true threat to our nation. So are you bringing that up to just basically explain that the Australian people have had it too good for too long and you think that they just aren't they aren't capable of of fighting back or what what are you saying well it's, it's 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 just that we take it for like take freedoms for granted we have not had to fight for them like america has such a big gun culture and a first amendment and second amendment culture because you guys had to fight to get your freedom mm. um from the uk we have not had to that we have not had a war threatening ourselves like even the uk were threatened in world war ii so they have a bit more of a freedom stance than australia's although not by much but yeah we're very much very complacent down here. We happily gave up our guns in 1996. Very submissive. Right. So, so pe people just... say to me on people say to me on Twitter that it's like, oh, I think this wouldn't be a problem if Australians didn't give up their guns. And while it's correct, it's not getting to the point. The point is that if Australians didn't give up their guns in 1996, that would prove we had a mindset that wasn't being submissive. And if we had that mindset, we would be fine now. So it's not the fact that we don't have guns; it's the fact that we had the mindset to give away the guns. Yeah. Well. That and I mean, it would probably help if you had some guns, but uh, but regardless, uh, I get your point. Uh, it definitely it lays the groundwork um, philosophically or emotionally amongst the people that like this is this is who we are. Like we there must be there must be an extraordinary level of trust in your government. Is that a fair assessment from the people? I'd say yes and no. So, uh, like like we're definitely not as patriotic as you Americans are. Like when we see you guys, like some people cry when the national anthem plays, we definitely don't have that, that sort of culture. We generally have been seen to have a more like skeptical nature about ourselves, but that's apparently been abandoned for COVID. So people will often like make fun of their, of the, of the prime minister or of the state premier, but since COVID that's gone away and okay. suddenly lots of more loyalty there. So, so basically you guys are just afraid, so you're trusting the politicians to to give these dictates, even though they seem extraordinary. So, are are people are people under the impression that it's worse than it is? In your opinion, I, I mean, in terms of Definitely. in terms of like the COVID cases, deaths, fatality, are people like okay, are the is is the fear palpable amongst the people? Do they actually seem like? Yeah, we want zero COVID policy. We want to be locked down for three years. Or is it kind of like a, a hesitant, just go along to get along? Like what what is the feeling? That's 100% the case. So there's a guy on Twitter called uh, PR Guy that a lot of, so I've got a network of about two dozen Aussie libertarians and we don't like him. He's got, uh, I want to say around about 30,000 followers. And uh, yesterday he did a tweet saying, report traitors to Crime Stoppers. Who they could they, they then pass on into them to the police information so it's like the public um side of things like you, you call crime stoppers and then they let the police know it's on an emergency so he says call the call the crime stoppers if you know a traitor a traitor being someone who broke the lockdown restrictions he, this he is a, then this is a, said, a libertarian no no this is no this is just a normal australian guy on twitter libertarians oh, okay. don't like him but um, okay. He's in Victoria, and I think he's in Melbourne. So he's lived through six lockdowns. Um, so and and then he said that if you don't support lockdowns, you're pro-COVID. So he literally called the protests today pro-COVID rallies, and I'm quoting him word for word. Wow! All right. So, so, if, so... if you yes, it's shocking. No, no. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, this is, and like, we're seeing this everywhere. Like, people are uh, tweeting at the their state police saying, please, you know, arrest these people. One guy saw some kids playing basketball, said, fine their parents $1,000 each because the kids are playing basketball outside. So, 
people uh, people are good with this i mean are you guys able to go to work are you able to like function what's what's happening um so just yesterday or the day before it was announced that the border between queensland and new south wales um you can't cross from new south wales into queensland unless it's for emergency like essential work um like people who have people who have like grocery stores that they like they run across the border for example is the story that i saw in the news that they get they get exemptions um but you've got to have at least one jab of the vaccine to go across borders now so that's 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 the point we've got we've basically got we basically already have um passports for for vaccines and uh the prime and the prime minister who was strongly anti-lockdown last year has gone you know we're going we're gonna to do some sort of something like that even the australian human rights uh, commission has gone actually maybe don't do that just yet because you know not everyone can access the vaccine so it's, it's discriminatory but um they're going, they're going to do it anyway i know they're going to bring it in in new south wales and um victoria probably well so I you, know in- to, yeah to go so it's, it's like new york basically to go to work and to go places you've got to have the jab Right. And, and is there much of a, not an anti-vax, but an anti-vaccine mandate movement? I mean, is there 10, 20% of the population that's upset about this? Like what is there, is there any hope that this doesn't just become a landslide in the favor of totalitarianism? So our version of the libertarian party, uh, the liberal Democrats, who've got two members of the Victorian um, Upper House, the State Senate, uh, did a protest earlier this week, I think it was the start of this week, where they um, sat on Parliament grounds in chairs until like nine, ten o'clock at night to uh, protest Parliament shutting down, and, like Parliament literally voted to, to shut themselves down for the duration of COVID, and they also decided to um, close parks. So this was the, these two um, MPs literally sat steps of parliament to protest what the government's doing and the police were waiting off of parliament grounds to arrest them when they stopped but they said you can't rest us on parliamentary grounds because we're doing government business huh. so they got around it through oh. that but yeah like every, like there's a few like, there's a couple of independents and obviously liberal democrats are opposed to it but that's about it really you love playing fantasy football but struggle to find the right resource to help with your research the guys at football insider edge have you covered whether you are a season-long player focused on DraftKings or FanDuel contests or just like to make the occasional wager or kick your friend's ass at the local fantasy league, each week on a couple of games, Football Insider Edge provides you with the research tools and in-depth analysis to take your game to the next level. With their proprietary model, matchup charts, and industry award-winning content, the team at Football Insider Edge have devoted themselves to educating their subscribers, helping them improve their play, and in a few special moments, winning life-changing money. They are proud of this community that they've built through weekly interactions on their Slack channel and take great pride in helping others to achieve their goals of becoming better fantasy players. As supporters of this show and of the Liberty Movement as a whole, they are currently offering you a 20% discount on any monthly or full season plan on their website. Just go to footballinsideredge.com and use the code LIBERTY at checkout to take advantage of this discount offer today. Again, go to footballinsideredge.com and use the code LIBERTY at checkout. I know okay. um, what we had one liberal MP Liberals being our conservatives, it's confusing that the liberals are conservatives here. Uh, but we had one liberal MP in the federal parliament criticize uh, the restrictions, and both sides of parliament went against him. Both Labor and Liberal criticized him for his stance. <laughs> so his own party turned against him. So what what's the deal with the the? I guess it was a football stadium or some stadium with 24,000 kids were taken in and vaccinated without their parents. Is that an, is that an accurate story? Yes. So that, that was, that was true. So they have had kids going through that stadium. It's not, it's not just kids. Um, There are adults going through as well. Um, It's if you're 16 and older, you go through. So that the last two years of high school. Um, And now there's a push in the, New South Wales government to vaccinate anyone aged from 12 up. So you could be in year six, which is the last year of primary school here, and be getting the vaccine if you're a 12-year-old in year six. So you could literally be in elementary school for you Americans and have the vaccine. 
Right. It's the right. Pfizer. Um, I think it's only Pfizer, not AstraZeneca, but um, or Moderna. I think it's just Pfizer for now. Okay. And and I've heard that you guys have relatively low um, vaccination rates compared to America. You know, we have about fifty percent of the people or more that have already gotten it. I've heard that it's less than twenty percent in Australia. If you guys are so concerned, is it a lack of supply or my are my statistics wrong? Um, what do it's you lack of supply. Um, there's been a dodgy rollout um, by the by the federal government for vaccines. Um, they had we had we had to literally buy a million from Poland hmm. because they, they've been horribly managed. Um, but we're not going to re like we're not going to do anything really. Until we've got eighty percent of the population vaccinated, and people are saying that's not enough because that's that's eighty percent of people aged sixteen and over, which is sixty five percent of the total population of Australia. So people are saying that's not enough. We have to raise that number even higher. Um, so we don't know what's happening. <laughs> it's quite worrying, yeah. really. Well, you look like a young guy. Are you are you prepared to have, you know, most of your young adulthood taken away from from these protocols? Like what? Are are there people, the people that don't like the trajectory of things, are they planning to get out? I mean, I've heard you're not even allowed to leave. Is that correct? Yeah, I was saying before, we can't get out to 2024. Oh, you so, can't get out. Yeah, we can't leave. We that we can't properly leave. So borders won't fully reopen for us to be able to leave until oh, then. I, we don't I, thought you meant, I thought you meant immigration. You I didn't, I didn't so know it was out. Don't, That's insane. We don't know all the particulars of how they're going to do things, but borders won't reopen. That borders won't reopen until twenty twenty four. Claim um, by the federal government will presumably mean going both ways, and you definitely need the vaccine to get out. So, okay, okay. So if you get, so if, I'm, if I'm an anti, so if, if I'm anti COVID and I want to get out of Australia, I've got to get the jab, which is you know what the which is what the government wants. They have to have, have to get the jab to get out of here. You should have to face the whole purpose of getting out here. Right. So right. yes. So you're essentially held hostage for four, for the next four Basically, years. Basically, yeah. Yeah. And and what I, that just seems that just seems like such a war footing to take with your people. You know, it really strikes me as antagonizing. You know, freedom loving people, assuming there are a few of of them in Australia, into taking very um, you know, dangerous, responsive steps towards this kind of treatment. It, do you do you think that there's any chance of there being violence? Uh, so the protests that are going on right now are mostly peaceful. Um, obviously, like, we haven't seen the full reports come out yet, so I'm not going to say they are entirely peaceful because I don't want to, you know, tend to be wrong on that. But um, definitely, like, we've got police using pepper spray and rubber bullets. Uh, the right police are sent into Melbourne, um, there are 800 soldiers in Sydney helping to enforce state lockdowns. Uh, the New South Wales police minister asked the prime minister for soldiers and he sent them in. And these guys, just for you Americans and everyone else out there, this, that's the Conservative Party doing that. So the Conservative Party sent in soldiers. Wait, they're, they're doing what with soldiers? They sent in soldiers to enforce lockdowns in New South Wales and Sydney. So, so they, you first, have... they sent in 300 and now it's 800 down there. Wow. So this is, you're, you're essentially living under martial law. I don't even know if well, that's I'm the term not, that, that these... Australians would use, but you know. I'm not, but uh, people in Sydney and Melbourne are or close to it. Right. So, so they will basically until 2024, you, if you get the jab, you're able to, travel internationally leave the country come and go as you please is that correct well as i said as i said i don't know all the details about that um yeah. that because that obviously they're still playing playing it by ear is what they like to say we don't know if that's actually true or not because they are they are definitely drawing up plans um for the future so we don't know the full details as i've already said but yeah so definitely i'm gonna need the jab to get probably did you see the and video it's an the... island nation so i can't it's an island, so I can't even cross a land border to get out. Like I can't go to Canada or Mexico like your Americans could. Like I, I have to right. go through an airport because Australia has a no immigration by boat policy. So if like because we get lots of immigrants coming through the Indian Ocean from the Middle East who come on boats, so the Australian government detains them and it puts them on a couple of islands for processing. So like I, I would like if you came like 
to out of within a boat, the the navy would be there patrolling and they could stop you. So boats huh. as a no and planes as a no. So I mean, I know you said the protests were peaceful so far. Is there a significant portion of this population that at some point will have a breaking point? Or do you think everyone's just going to go along with this and get the jab and, and be a slave for the rest of their lives? Well, as I said, a lot of people want their government to be harsher and to be harsher sooner. So I don't see much hope, honestly. Like I'm doing, like those of us who are freedom-minded doing the best we can to get the word out about what's happening. Um, but we are being laughed at and ridiculed. Well, well, I promise you, you're not being laughed at and ridiculed by us um, over here on this side of the pond. I, I feel deeply for you guys. I'm, I'm extremely concerned about it. I, I really feel that there's, there's a chance that you guys end up, um, you know, in concentration camps. I know that sounds Alex Jonesy. Oh, but, they're building one. Yeah, I know. I've, I've read about it. And, yes. And so, but I mean, I, I really feel like there's, there's. The scary part is that it's not just the government that wants to do this. It seems that there's the way you're describing it. There's popular will to put you in a concentration camp or a re-education camp or whatever. Um, do you do you have any fear of you know like a holocaust for for people that fight this? Look, I I've not, I have told people I'm not going to go as far as to call it fascist and and Nazism. I will call it tyranny, but I'm I'm not going to go to that extreme because you know as soon as you go there. Like, there's nowhere else to go. Like, like we we complain about we complain about the left calling Trump a fascist, so we can't then call this a fascist because like, I, I'm opposed to both sides using the uh, using the comparison. So I'm happy to call it like tyranny and and authoritarianism, but I'm not going to call it Mao's China or G- Hitler's Germany or anything like that. But definitely, yeah. but like I I saw this coming from uh, from a few years back in 2017. We had a a same-sex marriage plebiscite was like which was like a write-in voting thing like basically a postal survey for the entire nation to do and you send the results in and then the federal parliament revoked on changing marriage um to make it legal for same-sex marriage um and a lot of people that i spoke to who are on the left were saying we can't even let the conservative christian rights actually speak out in opposition to that plebiscite we we like we can't even let them speak their opinion like i definitely huh. like i knew two people who literally told me like this is this that at when i was at school because i'm still like not even 20 yet so you know still quite young um but only a couple people at school who told me that we can't let the right speak their mind on this like it's just the wrong opinion you can't speak it we also have hate speech voices as well we also have hate speech laws, um, Racial Discrimination Act of 1975, um, Section 18C. So if, if it's anything that's likely to offend a certain race, it's hate speech. You can get sent to prison for it. There are exceptions in 18D, but they're not overly broad. So, yeah, we've got, like, as I've said, like basically any, any speech that's wrong, you know, protests, racist speech, air quotes, anything like that. And and what are the punishments for that? Is it imprisonment for extended periods? Uh yeah, so it'd be fines or imprisonment if for um hate speech. And for protests, it's fines and imprisonments. Um pro uh fines in Melbourne are up to five thousand five hundred. Um I know there's a bill before the New South Wales Parliament right now that Labour, the opposition uh, party put forward. Um to it would be a twenty thousand dollar fine if you were organizing protests. Um, 11,000 if you're inciting protests online and, and 500 protests. So I don't know if that's gone through Parliament yet, but it's definitely in the works. And meanwhile, the Federal Parliament is considering a bill um, to basically do ballot access. So right now, to, to be a party that can register for federal elections, it's you need 500 members. There's a bill right now before Parliament to raise that to 1,500, so triple it. The stop so we've got a federal election early next year and so they're trying to stop they're trying to stop minor parties from forming and running in the election to you know be against tyranny let me give a quick thank you to chase geyser for the super chat over at one america podcast check him out for sure um so with the elections coming up next year is there going to be a candidate even available that that you have a choice to turn this back to not go down this path of being 
forced into vaccination and and multiple years of basically being a penal colony so, so we do have the liberal democrats who are pretty much that um although some of them are pro-vaccine um they're, they're anti-vaccine mandate there's another minor party which is just formed called australia's Repres representatives so there are or Ausrep for short, because it's you know it's really long. Like we love abbreviating our party names. So Liberal Democrats becomes Lib Dems. This one is Ausrep. So they put me on to do social media stuff for them and um, set up a podcast, hopefully for them. So those are two parties that are running. Uh, Lib Dems focusing on the upper house and Ausrep focusing on the lower house. Um, but that's about it. And of course, because we have mandatory voting, it's not going to do much because people will literally just vote liberal labor the two main parties put them at the top of the ballot when they vote we are one of okay. any few uh, democracies to have mandatory voting so it's, it's illegal yeah, to not vote that's so it's, it it basically means that people will um you know just vote they don't care so they just vote for the two main parties uh after world war one I, I think we were down to 60 percent voter turnout so the government of the federal the federal government and each state government was like Okay, we're going to make voting mandatory now, less than 20 years after um, Federation. So 1915, 14 years after Federation, my state, Queensland, was brought in mandatory voting. Um, and by the middle of the 1920s, it was everywhere. So like, if you don't vote, you get, it's only a small fine, it's like 20 to $70. But of course, if you don't pay it, you go to court and um, you obviously have to pay then legal fees and for both sides which can be a couple of hundred dollars, but still it's the principle of the matter that you have to vote. And then elections are on a Saturday. So you've got to go on your, on your weekend, you've got to go line up at the polling station to vote. Huh. Uh, TJ Fitzsimmons says, thanks for the stream. This is super important. It is really hard to wrap my head around all the stories I see coming from Australia. That's exactly why I wanted to do this stream with you is because I, I didn't want to be, you know, getting my Doomer feed from Australia and then, you know, portraying it in some way that's, that's, false at this point honestly yes. the stories you you've told me have made me more concerned than i was before we started the stream so that's not a good sign i have another uh, a few people <laughs> in the chat that are that are asking two things they're saying one it, have you guys given any consideration to going to the u.s embassy like filing human rights violation uh lawsuits things of that nature and then also how is the economy doing how are you guys managing to stay afloat with so many people I would imagine being forced out of work in, in the more draconian lockdown uh, cities. So I'll do the, the second one first about the economy. Um, prior to COVID, our debt, our national debt was in the high $900 billion, Australian dollars, that is. Maybe you haven't heard, but the government is starting to mandate the V. And what that may that may mean for some of you is that you have to find a different place of employment if you are a principled bodily autonomy type of person. If you're in that position, you have opportunities. As of right now, there are millions of unaddressed job openings that they're not getting enough applicants for. So I would highly encourage you if you want to take that step to go to crash.co forward slash daily and sign up for the daily job hunt newsletter. It's a once daily newsletter that hits your inbox every morning, gives you some inspiration and information on how to be a better job applicant. It's very straightforward. It's just a couple minute read and it's free. There's no excuse. Again, go to crash.co forward slash daily to sign up and get that job of your dreams. Let's read some chats. Um... America isn't far behind you guys. Also, truthfully, in California, more and more places are getting mandated vaccines, et cetera. You're right. Uh, this is why I'm so concerned. I'm looking at Australia as basically our future. Um, let's wait. Oh, he just came back. Let's boot this one and add that one. There you are, brother. I have no What's idea up? what that was. Um, I think my internet just dropped out. Yeah, I think um, the government but... just clipped your, clipped your connection, <laughs> yes. man. Um, yeah, so tell, tell us tell so, us about I'll, the economy yeah, you so said that saying, the so, national debt so before before covid national debt was over 900 billion dollars in australian dollars it's expected to be after covid over two trillion so they've more than doubled national debt okay from their policies for this and the, so, the of course the economy is the economy is horrible like we're losing all these small businesses closing down I know that so a lot of these. Are, of, are they are they doing are they doing like MMT? Are they doing 
um, huge unemployment insurance? Are they doing all the stuff that's happening in America where they're just sending people money to stay afloat or what's happening? Yeah, so we do have we do have COVID welfare. Um, so we already had a welfare system in place um, and then that's been increased. Okay. But I know that Jesus. the Liberal Democrats and Australia's representatives are definitely going, they're trying to, you know, do everything they can to oppose the, um, you know, all this, all this spending on stimulus packages and whatnot. I know they was they were giving money to like big businesses and that sort of stuff. The same in America. Sounds very similar. All right. Do you remember what my and, second and question the, was? So that was that was your second. That was the economy. The first one was going to the U.S. Embassy. Um, yes. That's in Canberra, which is currently in lockdown, um, and it's two states away. Got to, so Canberra is in the ACT, which is the our version of DC. And then that is surrounded by New South Wales. So I've got to go across my state border with New South Wales and then go from New South Wales to the ACT to try and reach Canberra. So it, it's, it would be a, like a long journey because you're going to have to, I'd have to quarantine everything across the border. And I would imagine that, I mean, I, I don't think the US embassy would help you at all. Am I, do you think that they would? I, I doubt it because they'd be, they'd be getting a, a fair few people complaining. But I know one guy who's literally um, just been hired by, I think, the Daily Caller. Um, so he, that way he has a job so he can like get to the USA if need be. Because he's, obviously he's, as an employee of a US business, you know, it'd be easy for him to get uh, whatever your visa system is and get over there. I know, I know um, one girl who's uh, engaged to an American and she's trying to, he's overseas in America right now. And then trying to make out how to marry to so that way she can get over there. Um, I know one guy is considering buying a boat for him and his family just to try and do anything he can to get out. So can you give me a rough estimate? I know this is going to be just an estimate, but a rough estimate of what percentage of the population are, are adamantly opposed to the trajectory of things in Australia right now. Is it 10? Is it 15%? I want to say uh, 5% probably. Fuck. That's low, brother. That's just going off of the estimates. So we had a, a by-election for my federal um, parliament seat not long ago, and uh, that was 5% for the um, Lib Dems for voting. So that's what I'm going off of, at least where I am. And and this is and my seat is one of the more um, conservative seats. Right, like so conservative. It's like it's basically a Bible Belt where I am right now. So, like, we were one of the few seats that voted against that um, same-sex marriage proposal. So, it's definitely a very conservative seat, and even people here are pretty supportive of the lockdowns. Uh, let me say thank you to Marshall Forward. Uh, he says, "End tyranny." Thank you for all you're doing for the great country of Australia. Uh, again, this is why I'm doing this. Uh, every Australian I've ever met has been so nice such a drunk psychopath party animal and and it it doesn't make any sense to me that you guys are allowing yourselves to be treated like like this like you guys are fucking rugby players you're alcoholics you're drunks you're you go and you fucking you fight at bars and shit i've seen it i know what you guys are all about yes. um, where where is the fighting spirit from the australians is uh, like i'm i'm perplexed what is it me it, it, did i just have a false sense of confidence in the australian people are you aware of the um bread and circuses quote about the roman empire yes yes yeah, so it's, it's basically bread and circuses so the, the liquor stores are still open as far as i know which is good for government because the beer tax is 42 percent on beer Whoa. fourth largest in the it's the fourth highest in the world plus we've got a 10 percent goods and services tax so that's Holy over shit. 50% for taxes. So the, the government's making a fair bit of money on that. Um, and they're also moving around the rugby teams to different states. So I know they moved. Um, so we've got State of Origin, which is our version of the Super Bowl, which is held between um, Australia, uh, between Queensland and New South Wales um, for rugby. And they moved that up into Queensland for, I think, all three games were up here. Um, that was June, July. And they've moved up all the rugby teams into Queensland. That way, they like that way they can try and keep the, the games going and keep the people happy. So, so it's, so it's very it, much bread and circuses. So, if if those games were to stop, do you think people would revolt then? 
I think there'd be a lot more opposition to the lockdowns because, like, we have a very much a sporting culture. So being able yeah. to, like, still watch the sport means that people, you know, it's got some sort of semblance of normality to it. Um, wow. I, I don't even know. I'm, like, I'm like at a loss, honestly. Um, is there... Well, I just, I just want to take this moment to thank you. I just want to thank you as well for having an Aussie on because, like, we've been seeing a lot of... um americans and brits and stuff commenting on the situation down here um and so a lot of us are thankful that people like yourself are starting to have Aussies on to talk about it so you can get that first-hand experience i, I know tim yeah. was talk i know tim who was talking about australia just a couple of episodes ago but he like people like haven't been talking to actual australians who are in here so like the the where the libertarian dialogue is mostly uk us so your australian brothers um yeah, I'm very thankful that people are actually talking to us as well. Hell yeah, man. Uh, like, look, I'm the real deal. I care about fucking freedom on this planet. And and I, I see what's happening to you guys, and it's horrifying. Um, so if I can help shed a little light, then great. I, I My hope is that, you know, if we can get enough negative publicity about Australia so that it starts to be a murmur throughout the rest of the world where people go like, what the fuck is happening? And then the then the politicians in Australia start to be shamed. Like that's what that's what's necessary. But the problem is we have politicians that agree with the tyranny that you guys are doing. I mean, we have politicians that would love to be doing exactly what's happening to you, to us. Um, so I don't know how we could possibly get enough mainstream pushback. It's gonna require someone like Joe Rogan or Tim Pool or these guys that that come out and they really um talk adamantly in opposition to it. Is that is that kind of your vision? Is that is that the only outlet that we have that could actually stem the tide of this um, disaster? So I know a fair few Aussies that are libertarians. I've got a I'm building a small network. I've got about two dozen Aussies um, that are in a small network. So I mean we can try and like because most Australian libertarians won't meet another libertarian from Australia in their life. So I'm trying to keep this network going of people so we can at least talk to one another and, you know, share ideas instead of being surrounded by um, statists. But a lot of these people I'm talking to are like, we're not going to start resisting like he like heavily until we have some sort of, you know, strong anti-lockdown figure who can't be cancelled. So a lot of right. people are waiting for that for that, that great man to come, you know, take charge from Australia. So I know when Zuby started talking about... Um, Australia on his uh, Twitter accounts, a lot of Australians started going and following Zuby and saying, like, thanks for sharing this. You know, we need to get this word out to people. So I think he was one of the people who really started this push, you know, let's focus on Australia right now because America is too easy worrying about Afghanistan to, you know, worry about Australia. It's dominating, it's dominating your discussions a lot. Yeah. Uh, because we're happening oh. at the exact same time. And I know our well, media well, is talking about it a lot. So, you know, they're, they're giving less coverage to what's course. happening here. Well, we've we've got a lot of problems. I, I I'm not I'm not even saying that you know military intervention or something like that would be to your benefit. I mean, I I I'm sure you agree. It's very rare that the American military goes and actually helps wherever they end up attacking. Um, that being said, <laughs> I you know I if there's no popular will, and and you're really that much of a, mi a minority in your country, it seems to me that your only your only option is to flee. I, is that Am I overstating it to, to think that? <laughs> no, you're not. Uh, that is one of our last remaining options that we have is to flee. Like, unless we can really change people's mindset, like, we, we're pretty much out lost for words a lot of us are. Like, I'm trying to, you know, keep that, that flame going, but a lot of people I talk to are just like, unless we get some sort of big Australian figure, you know, we're done for. What I know, you guys aren't very tight with New Zealanders, the the Kiwi fuckers. But um, what's the? Uh, do you know any New Zealanders? Can you can you speak to how much worse, or is it the exact same essentially as the worst parts of Australia? Is that all of New Zealand? How how is it feeling for them? So I know a couple of New Zealands on uh, Instagram, less so on Twitter, but they asked. They have said to me that they're going the same way of Australia. So they had the Christchurch massacre. And they they after that they had to hand in a lot of their they had to hand in a lot of their guns, and now they're having lockdowns over one case when it started at one case. I don't know what the count is now, but so they said to me that they're going the way of Australia very quickly in the space of a couple of years. So they're they're quite concerned as well. 
we did have a travel we did have a travel bubble between us and New Zealand because you know we're pretty isolated from the rest of the world. Um, but yeah, that's gone in the toilet now that we've got um, all this stuff up happening with you know COVID coming over to Australia and spreading around. Mm-hmm. So and so, then New Zealand, of course, they've. So I, I think our Victoria declared um, New Zealand a uh, red zone, um, right. which meant like like anyone who came from New Zealand to um, Victoria had to isolate hmm. because a few um, cases came from a few people came from New Zealand to Australia. Jesus Christ, man. I, I don't even know where to go with this conversation other than to just say, I'm sorry. Uh, it, 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 it's, it's mostly Island countries that are going for COVID zero. As I think I've said before, like right. all you other mainly countries, like you're happy to live with it. We aren't. If we don't yeah. have zero COVID cases, people get upset. Victoria's had six lockdowns in 18 months. Right. But like, how could you be happy with lockdowns as opposed to just ex- like letting the thing burn through you? If, I mean, I, I don't know if you guys are catching the news over there, but we've got over half the population that's been jabbed. There are breakthrough cases. This thing is not going away. It's going to be endemic. We're going to have COVID with us for the rest of fucking human existence, as far as I can tell. So, you guys are going to be in perpetual lockdown for the rest of your lives. Have you, I mean, do you see it the same way I do? Or do you think that they're actually going to defeat COVID? No, I see the same way as you do. Um, I know I saw someone who said that, I think it was on um, Sky News, which is our version of, uh, of Fox down here. Um, I think there's a Sky News UK and that and uh, whatnot. But it's, yeah, so I think I saw someone say on Sky News that Western Australia has they're, they're more conservative. So some of that they tend to be more anti mandatory vax, anti lockdown, but they're, they're about the only media um, platform that's doing that. But they were saying that Western Australia's had nine COVID deaths. This was last week or two ago. They've had nine COVID deaths since COVID started. They've had 20,000 people die from other courses. Jesus Christ. So we're looking we're looking down for nine deaths, but not right. for anything else. Right. Well it's it I mean on the upside, it sounds like you guys are actually counting your COVID deaths accurately. Whereas here we count everything as a COVID death. So that's that's interesting. But then it just it just goes to highlight how severe the overreaction is that's in that's occurring in your country. Um are people are people at all getting sick of this i mean like are people is is all of the animosity just towards the the five percent of the people that oppose you know the zero covid policy and the and the mandatory jabs and things like that or is there some frustration increasing with the government at all or is it just kind of like it's all at it's all at people like you it's at the government as well for not being harsh enough okay well that's horrifying Uh, I think it was last week we had a boy, a 15 year old boy die. I think it was Meninja Cockle he died of, and they, but he had COVID at the same time. He was admitted to the hospital for the Meninja, for the Meninja Cockle and then died of, in the hospital while he had COVID, and they called it a COVID death. Huh. Well, I guess, uh, <laughs> I guess the, the last question I have for you. Is there any danger in you having spoken to me about this? Look, at this point, there probably is, but, um, like, I have to do something yeah. to get that well, word out. Let, let, me, let me commend you for your courage, man, because if, if you weren't doing this, um, you know, I've, just so you know, I've been trying to get someone from Australia to talk to me. I, I uh, tweeted at Sydney Watson and a, a handful of other, you know, Aussie expats that don't live there anymore just saying, hey, is there anybody local there that's, you know, a prominent outspoken person against the lockdowns in Australia? I couldn't get any answers. I mean, is there is there a person that's like the representative? I, I know you said you're looking for a leader. Zuby is a fucking UK rapper. I mean, he can't be the leader of the Australian revolution, yeah. can he? So we had a couple. We had a guy on Twitter called Oz Anti-Left. He had over 20,000 followers. He got taken down a couple of weeks ago. Um, Anthony Kalouf, the guy who's in, in prison for eight months, he was involved on Instagram. He was he was the same sort of doing the same sort of thing on Instagram. He got taken down from there, made a second account, and that got taken down. Um, so yeah, basically, like everyone's dying left, right, center. I've seen 
13 Aussie Libertarian or anti-lockdown accounts be banned in the last week that I know of. Um, so they're, they're trying to do everything they can to suppress us. Um, but yeah, like with Sydney Watson, I don't know if you saw a video from earlier today. Um, I would recommend everyone go go find her on Twitter and watch the video. It's only a short one. Um, we had a, a police officer was a, um, holding a man around the neck in a chokehold. The uh, wife of the man, I presume the wife recording the video, said that you're choking the man and the, and the, and the cop said, I know, and kept choking. So, it, and, but people support that. So, like, if, if George Floyd happened in Australia, people would support the cop probably. If, the, if George Floyd was white, people would be happy with the cop doing that. Man, this is fucked up, dude. <laughs> I don't have any. I don't have any elo- eloquent words to put to this. Uh, again, I want to thank you very much for for bringing this to the American audience's ears. I think it's really important that people understand what you guys are dealing with, especially because you are so outnumbered. I mean, you are such a minority in your country at this point. Um, if there's anything that we can do to help, uh, uh, go ahead and tell us now. If you want to think about it and get back to me, let me know. I've I've just said to people just keep you know getting the word out. Get like if you see a video, share it with everyone you you know. Just yeah, you know, we've got to try and keep as you're saying a murmur going around the world. I also want to correct myself from before. I've had an Aussie who you've got about six Aussies watching this. Um, one of them said to me it was it was the guy died of meningitis, not meningococcal. I don't want to get that okay. wrong. It's kind of an important thing. So the guy died of meningitis, sure. but still, um, yeah, basically just get the word out to as many people as you can about what's happening down here. That's all we can do really. Like. Yeah, talk to Aussies if you can. I I know I've like I'm the, like late like I get to bed most days at like two a.m. in the morning. Maybe even th- I did three a.m. last night. I got to bed because I've just got all these Americans and Brits and stuff asking me saying, like, what's your thought on this story? Like they hear something from Australia and they let me know. I've literally got um, libertarian state and county accounts tagging me on Twitter saying, "What are your thoughts on this?" So I'm really thankful to everyone who's like trying to you know get opinions from Australians like obviously I'm not the most qualified I don't live in New South Wales or um Victoria so I can't talk about all the restrictions but I am just glad that people are finally like paying attention but like even like even in oh yeah that's actually a good thing to raise as well you know living in Queensland it's been had we've had very arbitrary uh lockdowns I want to say so our premier uh went to Tokyo before the Olympics to um bid for the for the olympic games to be held in brisbane and on the um on the gold coast for 2032 i think it is um so we're having those here uh, so she could lead to go to tokyo for that um but she wouldn't let people you know visit their dying loved ones and she, of course she locked she locks down the southeast corner of the of the state so brisbane gold coast ipswich logan even though the gold coast had no cases and the the, the um Lord Mayor there was complaining about the lockdown, saying, like, we've got no cases, you're locking us down. What are you what are you doing? Um, the Lockyer Valley, which is to the west of um Brisbane, like which it's it's only got it's got a few towns here and there, they're pretty small. They were locked down. Um, up the Great Dividing Range, which is a which is like a a mountain in Australia, but we don't really have the like actual mountain. So a, a tall hill is my town Toowoomba. Uh with the, with the biggest inland city except for Canberra, we weren't locked down. The people just down the hill from us in their little towns were locked down. So we've seen very arbitrary lockdowns in, in Queensland, and yet people voted this party back in with a swing towards them last year. So that's that's how bad things are getting down here. Good Lord, man. Well, uh, everybody go follow, go, go ahead and give your Twitter handle. I'm, I'm blanking on it right now. So my Twitter handle is liberty down under, underspelled U-N-D-R. And on Instagram, it's U-N-D-E-R, just because you've got to have the 15-letter character limit on Twitter. Perfect. Uh, thank you, Reed Coverdale and Travis Tyree, for both uh, hitting on me mid, mid-serious mid conversation, so I have to fucking try and keep it together. Uh, that was very awkward. But um, And for the Super Chats, thank you, gents. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, definitely go follow him. It's uh, We're rooting for you, brother. I, I, I'm from the bottom of my heart. I... I am leaving California because I couldn't beat the totalitarian dictates that are coming down here. Um, but I have other land masses I can flee to. I feel awful for you that you do not have that outlet. Um, so I hope that we can either stem the tide of tyranny there or get you the hell out. We've got gun laws that 
Democrats in California fantasize about. That's how bad things are here. Like if they got to see our gun laws, they would go crazy over it. That, yeah, that's sounds that's how serious the stuff are here. Yeah, yeah. like when it's you very, said, very restricted. When you said you had to be in a gun club to get a gun, I, I'm a I'm a Californian, born and raised, and I was like, what? Um, so that goes to show how bad it is. But anyway, that was uh, on the, the previous uh, podcast that we were doing before. I would recommend if you want to know what Australian gun laws are like, like go on Wikipedia, look up our gun control laws. There's uh, it got, it's got the um, different headings for different guns that we can own. Um, listed on wikipedia and like you can find out what guns you can own here and and what you have to do to own them i would recommend people go check that one out just so you're like, you're informed when americans say to you oh australia's gun laws are so successful that way you actually know what you're talking about too great tip all right brother thank you so much for coming on it was a blast thank you another great episode in the books for you beautiful people because i love you so damn much Big news, looks like I'm going to get Ryan Dawson on for episode 110, as we had discussed prior. You're not going to want to miss that one. And if you appreciate these incredible guests, this incredible production that I put together for you every single week, it's vitally important that you subscribe, that you share, that you comment, that you pass this thing around, man. I need y'all. I need your help. I'm doing everything I can here to put out a product that I think I can be proud of and I think that you can also share potentially. So if you feel the same way, please do. It really, really helps grow the show. That's probably half of my audience is all word of mouth. So you guys are doing it already. If you can keep doing it, I really appreciate it. But make sure that you subscribe. If you're not aware, I do a video production of this show as well. You can go over to YouTube, just search Liberty Lockdown. It'll pop up, hit subscribe, share it with your friends and family. Uh, wake some people up. You know what I'm saying? Big shout out to everybody that's been with me since Jump Street. Appreciate y'all. Welcome to Liberty Lockdown. Please scan your barcode. Your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold. Where did it come from and where did it go? It requires a fight, not tweet from your phone. Don't need a king, get him off the fucking throne. If you're riding with the thought, you've always got a home. The virus is scared of, will come and it'll go. The government knows this, don't get treated like a hoe. Like Nico and Shane, you're probably wondering what's happening. Scared Hollywood left these lyrical feppin'. A typo with Luke might bring the nooses. We all bite the bullet, I'm the king of the gooses. Freckles and Brit, didn't know I could spit. Knew I was a patriot, but now I'm the shit. Peter Quinones, invite me on Which podcaster sends custom songs Part of the problem, now I stand with the people Dave showed the way, but I am unequal Lions of Liberty, now hear me roar Beat running up, but I got a bit more Robbie the Fire, always running his mouth But I made him a sandwich, now I'm man of the house No malice for Nick, but you're welcome to quit I went over BLM with the fire I spit Friends against government just call us fags Copy the Cairo, put mummies in the bag Liable opinions get thrown on the ground Silky's Mouton was the only sound Getting so hot must be air July Screaming in the mic and rip for 59 Miles to ratio that black guns matter Now all these lefties got crazy small bladders None of us wanted war but we're ready You know I be bopping and rock steady Liberty lockdown, please scan your barcode Your liberty ain't gone but yeah it's on hold Where did it come from and where did it go It requires a fight, not tweeting from your phone Don't need a king, get him off the fucking throne If you're riding with the thought, you've always got a home The virus is scared of, will come and it'll go The government knows this, don't get treated like a hoe